Hello, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the HBCU Hour. It's your boy Pooh Bear. I got my man Aunt Petty Murphy in the building. Uh, Daniel is out uh, doing work, like real work this time. We, you know, you know how it goes. well, so he says, you know, so he says. I don't know. I, I ain't seen the PTL work. I mean, paperwork either. So yeah, I ain't proving that. I hope so, he ain't as loud and wrong in his day job as he is on here. No, I don't know. He might be. Can't can't help that. But anyway, man. Hey, how you doing tonight, man? I'm good, bro. How, what's, what's going on with you, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh want to say thank you uh to the uh for the love of the other wait. I'm sorry, I'm for the love of the this. game. For the love of the guy, I was gonna say for the love of sports, for the love of the game podcast. For the love of money. Had us on, man. Talk a little bit about the SEC championship game. Uh, we did talk a little bit about Dion. We're gonna get to that though. We're gonna get to that preview a few things mm-hmm. but uh uh-oh uh-oh got the whole gang in the building the whole gang says hey fam glad i could join today hopefully i understand the sports talk for today we hope you do too nah, uh, you should have you should have did this one bro what i said, just told you look uh, at that <laughs> also appreciate the love dad we received the money <laughs> tell you what i'm cash that request been going off daily dog Got it, got it. Uh, <laughs> other baby said, uh, I'm first. I... I don't know about that. You was the first child. You are right about that. You were the first child. Then me. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> they argue. Tell me, they're crazy, bro. Hi, father. Hi, Pooh Bear. Hey, hey. But then David said, let's go. Say who ain't sweat? We're gonna find out this weekend, I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Baby, I'm a little slow on the button. Y'all forget it's all good, it's all good. But let's uh, I guess we can jump into it. Uh, oh, Thanksgiving just passed, Turkey Day, Turkey Day Classic. Shout out to my boy. 
I said he was going to go out. He wasn't going out like that, man. Shout yeah, out to my boy, man. He, I'm he glad he was able to go out with a dub, bro. He just yeah, yeah. He didn't so he didn't have numbers wise. He didn't yeah. have the the best game, best game, yeah. but he had a very impactful game. Uh, shout out to Skylar Perry, man. Great, great. I, you know, so I don't want to say kid, great young man. Yeah. Uh, excellent person, man. Uh, best of uh, luck to you in your in your next phase of life. Yeah, brother. yeah. So definitely, definitely appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Uh the last you know, saying conversation yeah. we had at Sweat Media Day. Um, yeah, but uh uh his running back, Kayvon Britton. Went ham. Speaking of Thanksgiving, he went ham, bro, on mm-hmm. Turkey Day. That's with three touchdowns, I think 160 rushing yards, something like that. Like he I put the team know. on his back for sure. And he literally made, sure they, he made literally. sure they went back home with a dub. Yeah, he literally got the ball, you know what I'm saying? At the end, hit that hole, and it was just like, Yeah, we we done. We'll see y'all back in Pine Bluff. Yes, sir. Uh uh, speaking of going ham on, on Turkey Day, the Detroit Lions linebacker James Houston, formerly of Jackson State. Had his rookie debut. He had uh, what two tackles? Well, two tackles, two tackles for loss, uh, and and a fumble recovery. What the, it was two tackles, two sacks. From two sacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a, and a fumble recovery on the kickoff. So, hey, start. You know, you put an HBCU kid on. The, I don't want to say kid, but you know, you put an HBCU product on the roster. Things happen. You know, so mm-hmm. start giving these boys a chance, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Dude. No, they didn't win. Detroit didn't win, but they they no, they did. They, 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 they gave Buffalo all they wanted, though. Yeah, I tell you what, they <laughs> they won the spree. Uh, <laughs> but uh, man, shout out to him. He's actually up. If you will, uh, if you go, he's up for uh, rookie of the week nominations. Uh, so you can go to I think it's NFL.com maybe and uh, participate in that in that survey. But yeah. But yeah, congratulations to him. Shout out to him. Uh unfortunately, man, Benedict is no longer rolling. They got rolled. Yeah, they played Wingate. Um turnovers, turnovers, turnovers hurt them. Uh, and they fell in the second round. Uh I think your score was uh what 23-7, 23-6, something like that. Um, but yeah, it was uh it wasn't good, man. But shout out to Coach Barry, man, for turning that team around. Uh, look for him to to doing big things and better things next year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess we can move on to the. Yeah, it was twenty. It was twenty three six. I think yeah, they defense. They defense just like you said. Turnovers <laughs> put the defense in bad situations, and they've been they've been carrying that team, you know, all season. And I think they they was I don't want to say due for a bad game, but you know they they kind of had their. Their worst game of the season at, at a time, the bad time, yeah. The worst time when the offense was having a game where they really couldn't pick them up. So I hate, I hate it for them because the way they played all season, I wanted them to have a shot at the championship, but nothing to hang their heads on about the season. For sure. Nothing at all, nothing at all. But uh, here we go, Bayou Classic. Bands was out playing. Uh, everybody was in their Gucci suits and and oh no, no 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 he wasn't in no Gucci suits. <laughs> but nah, uh, I told you that's probably why I they came out y'all, like that. I told y'all if um if Coach Dooley would have asked Scott, they would have won by thirty. He didn't. <laughs> so and they, they won by seventeen. They only won <laughs> by seventeen. It was a, it was a tough one too. Uh, but 
Uh, Gremlin gave gave Southern all they could have. Uh, and you was at the game. They gave what? Gremlin gave Southern all they could. Ha- what I say? All they could have. All they could. No, have. no, they they really didn't though. But I thought that, know, I, th- I thought you said Gremlin had. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, Gr- I I say it like this. I was at the game. Um, it was. I'm gonna just break the whole the whole game down. The crowd wasn't what I really expected it to be. It was a nice show. It was a nice turning out, but um. With, with Southern having the chance, you know, to make it to the Swag Championship game with a win, they they you know they fans were there in support. Grand fans, I mean, we, it was obviously Grand fans there. I don't want to make it seem like it wasn't, but it wasn't the numbers that I expected. And it was raining, you know, so I think part of you know the weather had something to do with it. But as far as the game, Grandland came out hot. You know, what I mean, they they came out offensively. They was doing some things. They went up seven nothing in the first quarter. Then Southern answered. And Gramlin answered with a field goal, and Southern answered back with it. So, I, Gramlin early on was mostly just running. Went on they um a touchdown drive. They had a big pass, and then they had a face mask penalty that kind of aided the drive. So, Southern's mistakes kind of helped Gramlin early in the game, also. But a- after halftime, it's it just seemed like at halftime the score was up fourteen ten. Southern was up, and after that, <laughs> it was all Southern. Oh, well, Gramlin got a field goal first in in second half because they it was um no they got a touchdown my bad they went up seventeen fourteen in the third quarter after that fourth quarter all Southern I mean Gramlin shooting themselves in the foot honestly bro uh, penalties turnovers uh, I mean you name the scoop uh, scoop and score for a touchdown for Southern's defense was really the backbreaker. Um, Oh no, that interception. I'm sorry, but um, it was really the backbreaker, honestly. And uh, Gramlin had a big. They had made a stop, and then they had a rough in the pen, rough in the kicker penalty that kept the drive going for Southern, yeah. which led to a touchdown. So it's just like every time Gremlin, every time Gremlin kind of rose up to rose to the occasion, they did something to knock themselves back down. So, uh, but ultimately, man, they just looked like an undisciplined football team from the penalties to the turnovers. To uh, some of the mistakes they made, it just it just didn't seem like they were they were disciplined. And I I mean, it's ultimately the players are responsible for that. You know, you got to be the one to stay on sides. You got to be the one to not fall yeah. hard. But it come down to coaching. I think ultimately, I think that was the difference in the game. Halftime adjustments, Gremlin didn't seem to make any. Maurice Washington did get hurt early in the game, and I think that played a big factor in Gremlin's offense. But they they just didn't look. I mean, they just didn't look like. They were ready to play in the second half when they came out for halftime, and Southern did. <laughs> yeah, laughing at your daughter. Said, now y'all know, y'all see these comments. We seen we can't get to all of them. It's, it's just two of us. It's just two of us. You got it. But, but, yeah, but um, back to the – like McCray was Southern's offense. Yeah. I mean, running the ball, 90, I think 95, 97, something like that, yards and a touchdown. Um. Southern's offense really was him pretty much, honestly. So here's the irony about that, and we're gonna play some of the clips. Uh, somebody, uh, a, a reporter asked Coach Dooley about McCray, uh, basically saying that he um, hasn't passed for over 100 yards in the last four games. And, and Dooley was like, Nah, that ain't right, that ain't true. He's like, And he does what we need him to do to win. Yeah. Uh, He's not a game. I don't want a game manager. He said, he, I mean, they said that they told he don't want a game manager. He said that multiple times in yeah. throughout the season. He doesn't want a game. He wants a winner. And I mean, his passing numbers might not be, you know, 
pretty. You know, it might not look good, but can't put the team on the back. But Sean McCray put his team on his back and found mm -hmm. and willed them to a win in the second half. And as as a coach, that's all I can ask yeah, for. Just my say, that's all you want. So, um, but now with that, with the win, Southern has secured the S. I'm sorry, if I say SEC, the SWAC West. Um, they'll be had playing in a rematch against Jackson State. Um, BJ Jones, shout out to BJ. Uh, he was he was gonna try to get with us tonight. Uh, unfortunately, um, he couldn't stop. Um, but he mentioned last show that uh, there have been I think three or four times that this matchup has played out in the regular season and then showed up again in the uh, mm -hmm. championship game and that the uh, Jackson State may have won the first game, but they didn't win the second. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen this time, but Coach Dooley sounded very confident. Uh, he knew it, some things that they needed to do. Uh, let's, let's hear from Coach Dooley. Well, we got to come out and we got to execute at a high level. And, and when we're executing at a high level for 60 minutes, I like our chances. So we know the things that we have to correct, and that's what we're working on uh, as we speak. So we just got to continue to keep working and keep grinding. And, and um, got to take place on Saturday. We'll see how, how, how the chips fall. Well, you know, you, you say an advantage. Uh, I guess it's an advantage for both of us because he had to prepare uh, for us as well. Uh, it's a uh, yeah, different team, but... Uh, pretty much the same scheme, so it's no different. Uh, so it's no advantage. I, I think it's uh, what you do now. Uh, that's why we use that acronym, uh, WIN. What's important now? That's what's important right now, that we prepare for a great football team. That uh, Obviously, they're a great football team. They're 11-0. and they, they haven't lost a game this year and playing at a high level. And number one in probably every category that you, you try to uh, categorize. So we do know the challenges and we know what we have to do. But, we, of course, we're going to always love our chances. We have an opportunity. Uh, so uh, the things that uh, that we have to prepare for are, are advantages. I don't look at advantages. I just say you just got to go out and execute at a high level. So uh, they have some good players, uh, not just uh, Travis Hunter. They got some good players uh, on defense. Uh, uh, my coaching staff always hear me talk about Arby Miller. Uh, that's a football player. He's a linebacker that, that's going to play from sideline to sideline, from tackle to tackle, and he's going to be all over the field. Uh, he has a passion for playing. You can just see the way he plays. So. They got some good football players, and we know that. But at the end of the day, I feel that we have some good football players as well. Well, you know, that that's a special uh, spot right there, you know, and that's what you strive for each year you step out on the field. You're not just stepping out on the field just to uh, be able to play uh, a coach a collegiate uh, football team. You're trying to win it all, and that's what it all comes down to. And that's why those young men worked so hard starting uh, in January all the way through the summer months. So uh, this is what you play the game for. Uh, to play at the highest level, to be in the highest game, to to win it all, so it would be a huge accomplishment. Yeah, so that was Coach Dooley uh, talking about the uh, the upcoming matchup. Uh, this is his third time. This will be his third time facing off against uh, Coach Sanders and Jackson State. Uh, he did face them last year as the head coach of Prairie View in this championship game. Yeah. Uh, now he comes to them uh, again as now the head coach of Southern. Uh, that says something about Coach Dooley. Um, actually, says a lot about Coach Dooley because if Southern would have lost, his old team, his old yeah. roster, yeah, was in a position to to go to the uh, championship and or, or represent the uh, Swag West. Um, so, uh, Southern fans, 
uh y'all have a lot to be you know saying look forward to um look like coach Dooley is is doing some some things uh or at least you know saying it's very competent you know saying and, and ready ready and prime to to you know no pun intended uh <laughs> Ready and primed to, to to take this team some you know saying so well so I mean if you if you just look at you know he played at Grambling under Eddie Robinson he coached under Pete at, at, at Southern you know if you just look at some of the people who's played and coached under mm-hmm. and you you kind of knew what you was gonna get from Coach Dude you know he you know he's he's a great football mind he know he knows the X's and O's part of it. But at the same time, he knows he knows how to he knows men, young men, and he knows how to get them to buy in, and he knows how to get them to believe in what he's trying to, you know, the message he's trying to preach. So, I I think ultimately, if anybody said that they thought he wasn't going to succeed at Southern, they was they was fooling themselves. You know, he right. he's he's a good football coach. Yeah. Um, who did we? I can't even remember. I have to go back and watch, uh, and we'll probably do that. Talk about that next week. Uh, who we were looking at uh as possibly representing the West for the for the swag. Cause I know I, th- I know you were talking about I think one of your uh when we were talking about hot takes it was like uh my hot take was it was uh Gremlin was gonna be the worst team in the swag West. That was my hot take. Okay. And I know we talked about um I think I had Southern. did I have did I have I don't know. I don't think I had Southern. I think I had Texas. I know. I think you said Southern third in the Yeah, I think I had Texas yeah. Southern. I had Texas Southern, if I mistake. Yeah. So uh interesting. Very interesting. Um, the other side of this game is is Coach Deion Sanders. Um he talked about a, a lot of respect for um Coach Dooley. But uh let's go ahead and play what he what he said. Uh, first and foremost, I'm excited about the matchup. They're well coached. I have a up, the utmost respect for their coach. He's doing a wonderful job. I'm just hearing statistics on the defense um, with leading the nation with sacks and touchdowns, defense, defensive touchdowns. That is unbelievable, and the nation needs to know about that because that is a feat in itself, and it shows you the consistency and the coaching talent and the players that they have. Um we're excited for this opportunity. We're excited to put our offense on display once again. Our defense, um, which has been playing lights out, our kicking game, our kickers uh, don't miss <laughs> the punting game. We're, we're excited. And to really uh, have this influx of economics into our city once again is going to be unbelievable. Everyone is going to win in some sort of fashion, except for one team on the field this week. But I think it's truly a blessing to to have the championship here. And it's really a, a rivalry type game. So I appreciate it. I can I, I look forward to it. I can't wait. I anticipate it. Well, we've been slacking the second half of the season because a few people have caught up with us and we got to be a little more innovative. And Brad is doing a good job of that right now in the lab. But Shador is progressing. Uh, each week, each game, he's progressing. He called the team up at the end of practice today and got in their butts a little bit about the focus and the understanding of the challenge and what we have at hand. And uh, they're trying to make history and they're trying to be dominant and making it. Well, the Bible talks about seeking you first and then all these things shall be added. Um, we're trying to be dominant. We've been saying that since day one. And when you're dominant, all those things are added. All the accolades for the team, all the accolades for the coaches, all the accolades for the support staff and so forth. All those things are added. If we play our game, only we can beat us. That's not 
having any insult to uh, Southern or their staff because they have a tremendous staff, tremendous coach. I love those young young men and the way they perform. But if we do our thing, it, it's going to be hard to deal with us. On Thursdays, um, my staff has to turn in film times from each player. So if it's defensive backs, I need to see how much film every defensive back watch because I want to make sure um, he's ready, he's prepared. Now, if I have a starter that plays on the defensive line and he's only watched 30 minutes of film, he might sit over on that bench for 30 minutes until he until that 30 minutes he lasts. Then he'll get to get in the game because he's not prepared. So we we want to make sure they're prepared for the game intellectually, physically, um, socially, and just understanding the moment of the game. But when they break the huddle and they get in the formation, our guys are calling it out internally. They They know. And when that defensive back is at this, and Shador could go over there, and he could look this way, and he know when they're going to blitz. So it's just his thing to get us in the right formation, um, to get us in the right call, to make sure we have the right protection. So one thing that we're going to be is we're going to be prepared. We're not going to be not prepared for this game, this coaches-wise, as well as players. Yeah, uh, he said a mouthful. Uh, it was a lot. So one thing I did notice about him, he was very – he was very calm and, and stress-free and uh very, you know, joking and stuff. And you'll see it in, in, in another clip coming up. Um he yeah, yeah, it's uh something different down in Jackson. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I you can know you could tell something different about him. Um, but at the same time, it ain't just the beard either. <laughs> but at the same time, I think he a little more he a little more it seems like he a little more dialed in for this game than he has been at other times this season. That's true too. You know what I mean? Um like we we've heard him talk about, you know, playing our game and all that kind of stuff, but the way he talked about making sure the players and the coaches are preparing the right way mm -hmm. kind of lets me know that he he realizes the importance of this game and he's not going to just Walking there thinking, oh, we Jackson State just put our name in Atlanta. We already gonna be there. You know what I mean? Like some, pe some people already have. A lot of people already have. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I think as as the head coach, you have to protect your your players and your team from having that mindset. And, and you know what I mean. So I think that he's being intentional, talking about making sure we prepare right and stuff like that. Because he's talking to his team also. You yes. know what I mean? Like he he's. He's letting his team know that we we ain't already in Atlanta. We had to go earn it this weekend. Yeah, um, man. Uh, looking at this matchup, you know, second time around, we know it's it's hard to beat a team twice. It uh, is. We, we we've seen this in uh, NFL where typically it's three times in NFL because uh, the two regular season matchups and then mm, the yeah. third time in the playoffs. Uh, but we've seen this in high school football. We've seen this in uh, in college. Uh, shoot, just last year, our uh, Alabama took it to Georgia yeah. in the SEC championship. Uh, granted, that we do understand things happen, injuries happen, and stuff. But, but that's Georgia part of the reason why it's hard to yeah, do it. Yeah, and and, and uh, Georgia took it to Alabama mm -hmm. uh, in the rematch. LSU in twenty, LSU Alabama yeah. in twenty. Uh, yeah, we. Gonna, but anyway, you, you you know you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I do think that um, – well, let me ask this. What is – because we we talked about McCray because somebody asked about uh, McCray. What is he going to have to do uh, 
for them to be successful against uh, uh, do what he had, do what he hadn't done in the last four games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Throw, throw the ball downfield. Um, Jackson State defense too good for you to beat them running the ball like they beat Grambling. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you had to make them respect your passing game and not just be able to you know stack the box, bring the safeties downhill. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to make them respect you throwing the ball. So mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna have to kind of take some more shots and chances downfield, and at the same time, they're gonna have to play their game and not try to keep up with the scoring pace of Jackson. You know what I mean? And trying to mm-hmm. match them score for score and stuff like that. So it's gonna come down to what kind of game does Dooley call. Um, does does he does he take those shots downfield early in the game to try to help ease 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 up the defense for his running game? So that's another thing, um, Coach Dooley said about you know they somebody asked and he said if he we need him to throw for three hundred, he he needs to go out there and throw for three hundred. If we need him to run for a hundred, he'll go yeah. out there and run for a hundred. Um, I do think this game, of course, they got blanked last time this game was played. Um, I don't that's think they have. At, no, no, this was at, it was at Jackson State then. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I, I don't think that happens again. Um, I I don't necessarily say I'm not saying it's a it's an upset. I'm not calling it an upset, but I do think this game is a lot closer. Yeah, yeah. But on the other side of the ball, that that front four, that front four for Southern gonna have to get after Shador. They're gonna they're gonna have to try to make him as uncomfortable as possible. Um. It's way easier said than done, but like Dion said, toward the second half of the season, it teams have been making him a little more rattled and kind of forcing him into mistakes, not necessarily turnovers, but you know what I mean, mistakes, bad bad throws and stuff like that. So they, they defense gonna have to come to play. They can't they can't let Jackson State get up, you know, 10, 10 7 or ten. You know what I mean, or nothing like like you gonna have to you gonna have to get stops early in the game and, and keep. And let kind of make Jackson State play not how they want to play. Right, right. You definitely. Um, so uh Chuck, what's up, Chuck? He did, you know, saying did a checking in from one row. Uh, but he said uh Dennis Thurman has a powerful defense at Jackson State as their uh defensive coordinator. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what separates Jackson State this year from last year is the uh the defense. Um Actually, well, nah, that defense was last year. Actually, no, nah, maybe it was a uh, defense just good last year. I, I, maybe it's the front seven. It's just something about that defense that, and I think it may be the defensive line that I'm I'm, I'm thinking of. But they, well, that defensive line improved. I think I think their secondary is. I mean, obviously, when yeah. you get a guy like Travis Hunter back there, it's going to improve. Right. But I think that's part of it too. Is their their secondary play has improved to where. Their defensive line gets more opportunities because you know they, 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 are not as many open receivers. So the de- the quarterback got to hold the ball a little longer, helping their defense. You know, make make more plays and stuff like that. So right. I think their defense might be more complimentary this year than it has been at times in the past. But last, like with Houston on that team last year, whenever they came and played uh, ULM last over here in Murrow last year. Phew, that kid right there was all over the field. And just like Aubrey Miller this year, though. You know what I mean? So they that linebacker court Jackson State has been crazy over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, but this game is not without having um gets his own distractions. You I can call it that. Uh 
as we all know, uh, Dion, uh, as the season has is winding down and we're now moving towards the uh, uh, postseason play, uh, a lot of teams have made changes uh, coaching-wise. Deion Sanders' name has popped up as a big name. And uh, he was asked about that, and he spoke on it. So let's see what he say. Reported that uh, Colorado had made you an offer to become their next head coach. Mm-hmm. How um, true is their report, and is there any mutual interest between you and the school? Yeah, definitely. The report is true. Um, they're not the only ones. The report is true. I'm not going to sit on here and tell all my business, but they're not the only ones. And I would be a, a liar if I told you they didn't. You know they did. I know they did. Everybody there know they did. So it is what it is. That's not uh, my focus right now. My focus is to to win and to be dominant, and then to to uh, not even to go on to the to there in the celebration bowl. My focus is right here in this beloved stadium to be dominant on Saturday. That's my focus. And I keeps the main thing the main thing. And everyone that knows me know that about me. I have an innate ability to focus and keep the main thing the main thing. Well, to someone else that hadn't been that dude, it gets uh, intoxicating. I've been praying for a long time, dog. <laughs> Attention ain't nothing new to me. It's like, like, come on! This, this is. It, I'm not being uh, braggadocious or whatever. That's a wonderful word. And the braggadocious just came up with that. I think I said that a few weeks ago. But this ain't new to me. Being in the spotlight ain't new to me. I got to just turn that light and channel it to my kids, channel it to my coaching staff, channel it to the support staff. We we've been in the spotlight for a long time individually. It's time to bring us collectively, and that's what I've been doing ever since I touched foot on this campus and into uh, HBCU football. Going back on the question that you were asked earlier, uh, you said you've been primed for a long time, but your team and your program haven't always been prime or Deion Sanders. I just want to know, how do you prevent all the rumors that are circling, circulating around your name, prevent it from hurting your team going into this week or your program and recruiting and things like that? Um. Our team has been good since we've been here. We've we've been good, so I, I disagree with you with that. We've been good since since we've been here. Um, we focus, man. Like we we're dialed in. We we have some really good coaches and uh, guys that have been to the highest level of of football, and we know how to focus our kids. We know how to make sure our kids are watching enough film. We know how to make sure our kids understand their alignment and assignments to another level. Um, we know how to run a practice. At this point in practice, it don't involve a lot of contact. We want to keep them fresh and fast. We we know the finer things to do because we've done them as a player and we've been to that, those mountaintops and Super Bowl runs in understanding how do you focus with everybody screaming about a Super Bowl, everybody screaming about a during World Series. I think they got the right coach, don't you? Mm. You see how I paused there and let you kind of grasp the thing? I think they got the right coach. Mm. So I guess, uh, hey, first of all, that dude's so smooth. Hey, but uh, David said uh, he didn't seem calm to me. Seems like he was just deliberate in the way he feels uh, his team preparation. Uh, but that's why I was kind of, when I say he seems calm, it was more looking towards um, uh, the, the videos and stuff. The, the stuff that, you know, and it's a little unfair to y'all, but the stuff that we've read and seen behind the scenes uh, or some of the extra footage. Uh, 
that wasn't shown, but uh, he gonna keep the main thing, the main thing. Hey, what you got? <laughs> I mean, Prime is a genius when it comes to handling spotlight and being the center of attention, and and you know, and how to tread lightly and walk and say the right thing. You know what I mean? He he's a genius when it comes to that, and he just gave you. A one-on-one class on on you know how to deflect and and you know and how to say say a whole bunch without saying anything you know what I mean and but right. and, and, but and at the same time point it back point that spotlight you try to put on him where he wants it to go and so I mean I think he said what he was supposed to say um I think the fact that he didn't deny oh, he the did. um the report. You know, we've because we've seen other people in the past. No, no, no. What he didn't deny was the mutual interest. He he acknowledged that the, the report is happening. That's what but I'm he, saying. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, but you know, most of the times they'll be like, you know, I'm not speaking on any of those type. You know what I mean? They're not even. They're not. Even, but he was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it happened. I mean, you know, everybody it's out there. Everybody saying, you know, so he. That's once again a great way to spin it. Like, yeah, the report out there. My, I'm not reporting on my interest, but I report on the fact that there is a report. You know what I mean? So he, uh, he, I mean, he, he did he did the prime thing. You know he 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 get his little shine off of it, but then he make he keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, yeah. He talked about uh, focus and stuff. Uh, I like when the guy asked him. We say, yeah, you have are used to this, but what about your team? Mm-hmm. They they hadn't necessarily been. He's like, we've been good since we got here. And I was like, ooh, ooh. that's true. Ooh, That's true. Yeah. They might not have been this good, but they have yeah. been good. Yeah, yeah they have. Uh, the uh, best, the best question was the one from the dude from Barstool, though. I don't know if you've seen that. I did. I saw it. Oh <laughs> man, oh, man. Oh, that, was, man. that was the best question. Though. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, um, there's a, a guy from Barstool said to Dion, he said, "Hey, uh, my favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs, and they playing the Denver Broncos uh, next week. Next week in in, in in Denver, uh, can I ride with you? <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> it was it was hilarious. It, it, that was a spin. That was a spin. He was like, "Man, why you do me like that?" Yeah, like said, that, that that's the best one yet. That's the best one yet. It yeah. took you a while to come up with that one. Huh? That's the best one yet. But yeah, it's uh. So yeah, the, the speculations. Uh, so some of the teams that have, um, let's put that out there. Some of the teams who have who have reportedly shown interest, Colorado. Um, Georgia, not Georgia Tech, uh, um, but Georgia Tech affects this. It was uh, Tulane. Tulane. Willie uh, Fritz. Willie Fritz was was reportedly leaving Tulane to go to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech decided to remove the interim tag off the coach uh, who was currently there. So Willie Fritz is staying put at Tulane. So Tulane is now off that list. Uh, U.S. Cincinnati, I didn't even know. I didn't realize Cincinnati. That, that, that one, when, when Fickle got the Wisconsin job, that one started coming out as possible interest there for them reaching out to him. But uh, they, they're going to uh, interview Ohio State's wide receiver coach. Yeah. So, um, Brian Hartline. So, we'll see. But um, Yeah, Brent yeah. Key at Georgia Tech. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, right what, now, up, what right, up, Tuck? Right now, it's just Colorado, Cincinnati, and then the USF. Um South Florida. I, I encyclopedia man said Rod J from JSU TV was the one who said that to Dion. So that if y'all get a chance, go go look that up. Uh it is hilarious. 
it is it's hilarious. Chuckopedia um, strikes yeah. again. Um Florida, Florida, we say USF, uh, mm -hmm. Florida Atlantic. Yeah, I uh, forgot about that one. Yeah. Florida Atlantic let go of um, Willie Taggart. So that job opened up, and his name, Dion's name, another name has also uh, been linked to that job as well. Let me ask you a question since mm -hmm. we're talking this, not off this off topic, but since we're talking job openings, if you're Bethune or, or a school like that, do you look at Willie Taggart? Yes. Yes. Why not? Exactly. Oh, why not? Um, you've got since we let, let me jump there first. Since we 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 talked about it, um, Bethune Cookman let go of Coach Terry Sims this week. Um, Delaware State let go of Rod Milstead. Um, so right now, currently as it sits, uh. Um, at least three, at least, at least three. UAPB fired UAPB. their coach. Yeah, they could fire Doc Gamble uh, mm -hmm. mid midway through the season. Um, so you've got UAPB, Bethune Cookman, uh, Delaware State, uh, possibly, possibly Jackson State, uh, opening up. Florida Atlantic, um, is has linked Willie Simmons' name. As well as a person to watch, so fam, you spot could be possibly open. Uh, Albany State's head coach, uh, Gabe uh, Giardina, is uh, and I know I messed that up, but oh well, um, no disrespect to him, but yeah, uh, but but Gabe uh, Giardina uh, is leaving for the Charleston Southern job, mm. so there's a spot wow. there, yeah, he actually accepted that one too, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh that's a that is true. Hire right there. Yeah. Uh Chuck brought this up. This actually, yeah, I remember this. Uh Florida Atlantic is who Shador had committed to before going to Jackson State when his father was hired. Yeah, he was and committed to Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. Bingo, yep. So yeah. It's something to something to think about. Keep in mind. Um so yeah, it's, it's a few, several jobs are open. This is that time of season. But question is, back to Dion. Where now I do want to because we we we're talking about it. Um give me one second. Let me pull this up so I can get this accurate. <clears throat> JP Peterson of the uh JP Peterson show. Um he reported or, or came out and made a, a, a statement that uh Deion Sanders to the University of South Florida. Uh, it's about 90% done, the deal. Yeah, he came back after that and said that uh, Cincinnati and Colorado were both supposed to make like an offer, you know, mm -hmm. a set, another offer to try to top that offer. So we'll see. But um, um we'll see. That's the um... – Oh, he said no. Uh, Willie he said Willie Taggart was the uh, head coach when Shadour committed to Florida Atlantic. Mm. No, 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 no. Lane was still there. This is Lane only. Only no. This is Lane's third year. This is Lane's third year. Yeah, sure. This is third. Since year. His it's third sure. year. So he's right. He's right. So, but um, yeah. This is. I don't even remember what we was talking. But um, 
Cincinnati and Colorado. Yeah, they they're supposed to have made another offer on top of that to try to. So I don't. He said that he still thinks that it's um he still thinks that it's South Florida, but he's not, he don't know about that ninety percent done part at this point. Yeah. So with that uh, part of that deal, things he were he mentioned were um twenty five mil, five years, five years, twenty five million dollar contract for Dion, and then five mil. For his assistance, assistance, yeah. Um, <laughs> there go Dave said, My guys, I hope y'all got the PTO email. No, uh, no, it's in, it might be uh, trapped in your outbox. You need to uh press in again. H- HR be calling you in the morning, uh, <laughs> but nah, man. Um, this looks like it's more of, and we've we've talked about it, this isn't about prime. As much as it's about trying to get something for his uh, his assistant coaches, um, and Chauncey brings up Prime isn't going to a Nike school. That's facts. He's going to an Under Armour school. That's facts. Yeah. Uh, which which Shador just signed a deal, an NIL deal with Under Armour. But at the, I'm just saying, if you look at the schools that we just named, mm-hmm. there's only two of them that's uh, Under Armour. Schools. Under Armour. That's a uh, was that USF and who else? Cincinnati. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, the tables are turned. So, uh, the, another thing that got mentioned, um, and we can talk about this here. Uh, roster management was one thing that came up in the contract. Uh, he wants to bring Shador with him. Of course. You knew that yeah. was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't mention and I'm sure it, it was left out on purpose, possibly because you could talk about he could talk about his son coming with him. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything about Travis Hunter, but I'm sure that's another that's, player. That's a, that's a tampering issue. The reason why yeah. he didn't mention him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. That's why. So I'm sure that'd be one that uh, he would definitely try to bring. Because if I'm not mistaken, um, wouldn't Travis? Well, he's what originally from Georgia, or yeah, he's from Georgia, but he was committed to Florida, so it'd be it'd be him going closer to home. But I think to, to one, um, I definitely think he he's taking Travis with him. Um, but you gotta look out for people like Coleman, um, you know, and some of those other highly recruited guys. The the real key is if if they transferred into Jackson State, if they mm. haven't if they haven't graduated, if they leave. They have to. They got to. They have to sit out a year. So there's a lot of guys who might. I don't want to say get stuck. You know what I mean. But have to be at Jackson State next year because they don't want to sit out for a year. So Jackson State might still, even if Dion leaves. Obviously, if he leaves, we a lot of people assume there'll be a you know exodus of talent following him. But there'll be a lot Mm -hmm. of talent still there because they're not going to want to sit out for a year. So I don't Mm -hmm. think he's going to leave that cover completely bare. If he does, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah. Um, first of all, you got to look at the backup running, not backup running back, the backup wide receiver, uh, backup quarterback. quarterback, um, uh, the running back, um, Wilkerson. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. because he transferred in. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you this, okay? If Dion leaves, is it bad for the swag or for HBCUs? No, we talked about this a little bit last week too. Um, I don't think it is. I think it's actually um 
it's not bad. Um, one, if he leaves and he goes and has success, uh, you can easily look and see and say, hey, you know, these coaches that are at this, you know, so at the HBCU level or at the the, the FCS level um, aren't necessarily or shouldn't be overlooked. Um, the only thing that I think is bad about this is do we start seeing more uh, group of five teams poach? these the hbc i mean these coaches from the mm-hmm. hbcu level um or is does this stay at a you know what I'm saying one-off kind of thing yeah because- jay i the only one i know who, who got who left for uh you know a quote-unquote non-hbcu or a bigger mm-hmm. job right but but i think just to play a little devil's advocate since okay. daniel since daniel in here um to the to the to the crowd that's gonna say he said he took this job for the culture and to help HBCUs and you know to to take HBCUs to another level. Like he has done that while mm-hmm. he's here, don't get me wrong. But to the people who who will be who will say he left before the job was finished, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He he didn't complete what he came to the HBCU to do. Yeah, then they're better than when he than when he got here. He left them better, but he didn't finish the job. Like, how did, how, what you think about that? Um, how long would he have had to stay? That's a good question. Would you? And my question is, does he have to do it all on his own? Can't somebody else pick up the mantle? That's another good, yeah. No, 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 I, I get it because I, I do know that's going to pop up. Um, it's already, already has, it already mm-hmm. has. People uh start trolling uh Jackson State fans. Mm-hmm. Um, um about Dion and oh, we told you he wasn't gonna be that long. Why should he have to be that long? I mean, not not saying he, you know, he doesn't have to stay 10, 20 years to to make an oh, impact. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and who's to say he can't still make an impact wherever he goes to USF? Um, he's still not far from Bethune Cookman. He's still not far from from uh Tallahassee, where he can't help and say, you know, saying, uh we're doing a, a, a camp, you know what I'm saying, to bring in and those bring invite those coaches in. Or if he plays, say he has, you know what I'm saying, UCL, now you're reaching out to schedule some of these other HBCUs and you're making, you know what I'm saying, something. But see, but see, that's, I, I, but see, that's exactly what they're going to say. When you was at the HBCU, you said don't play them games. But I get it. The, I get you see it. what I'm saying? So it, it, I feel like there's all, it's going to be – it's gonna be it's gonna be who, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be people who say it's bad. And honestly, I honestly for Travis, that's who I feel like if he leaves, then he's really the one that's gonna get it because one part of the reason why he went to Jackson State is because of the culture, and you know, because and then they're gonna say, Well, if the culture is so important and all that, why are you leave? You know what I mean? Leave, so yeah. and and he's that's a young man who shouldn't have to. You know what I mean? Have to answer for his decisions on why he chose to leave, but they're mm-hmm. gonna attack him. They're gonna attack him because he said one of my main reasons for going to Jackson State was because of my people and the culture, and you know, get to be around this and all this. And then they're gonna say, "Well, you left that the first chance you got." Yeah, yeah, and it's not fair. It's um, not. It's, it's not. But you know, it's coming. That's and that's yeah. why I hate it for him because he shouldn't have to put up with that. Yeah, um, but Nacy is gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Um, I personally, I don't, and, and a lot of people say I don't want, I don't want to see, I don't want to see him go. Um, 
not because because it's not the brand of football change. Um, the standard raise. Yeah, everybody else had to step that game up. And now, um, if he leaves, what what happens? Do we? Because I, I'll, I'll say this, and and people might I get mad at me. People might get mad when I say this. There was a year I watched the uh, Magic City Classic, and it was a down year for both teams. And it was like watching a really bad high school game at one point, just simply because you know the play was, you know, saying where mm-hmm. it was. Not saying Dion is the reason why it changed, but I've seen, you know, saying games, sweat games, uh, uh, me at games and stuff, and where you're watching, and if you take the names off the helmets, if you take away, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 any logos and stuff, it is a, a high-level game. It is a great game. Shoot, this year, uh, watching uh, the Magic City Classic this year, that, that weekend, it was the off weekend for LSU, um, it was the Magic City Classic. It was uh, the Boombox Classic. It was um, several games that were just excellent. Yep. It was like came down to a last possession. And that spotlight, that was the same weekend ESPN did the game day in Jackson. That weekend, it was so much attention on HBCU football that it, it was just like it was like it was magical it was just you know just for lack of better words yeah i don't want to see that leave you know and, and I, i'm granted it's not going to leave because the quality of football change it's going to it's going to leave because we talked like we talked about before the celebrity of dion is not there and they're not going to come look at him i kind of disagree to a certain okay. extent i don't i feel like you might not get that weekend again with Dion gone. Like you know, you're not gonna probably get game day. Right. That, you know what I'm saying with Dion gone. But I think the the quality of football, I think, is still gonna be there to a certain extent because yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The quality is, gonna be there. Yeah, but. but and I feel like as long as the quality there, the people gonna come. You know what I mean? Like did what 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 Dion did to me was one of the biggest things he did to me was he made a lot of non-HBCU fans realize that HBCU football isn't what it was 15 years ago. You know what I mean? The right. quality is a lot better. So I think there's been a lot of people who have kind of been brought back to HBCU football from their childhood or what, you know, from whenever they were in school. And right. they're like, oh, this this football better than I thought it was going to be. And so now they actually have, you know, right. they're not actually HBCU fans. So I think those people will stick around. Now, the people who are just keeping up with HBCU football for Dion, they'll leave. But mm-hmm. but depends on how you replace Dion. If you get another quality coach, if you get, you know, um, I'm, Matt, I'm not. I, I know, I know you, I, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I am putting you on the spot. Not. Because first of all, there is no other prime. No, no, that no. but that don't, I don't think it has to be another. Prime if there was point. another, if there was another former player, Ray Lewis, you you think Ray? I think Ray has the Ray has the enough charisma. charisma. He has enough charisma. He has enough connections with the media and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He's done enough in the media and stuff like that to where he can he can kind of get them to come do a story on him. You know what I'm saying and stuff like that. So I feel like he he would probably be. A, you know somebody who Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. That's exactly who I was going with. He and he's already doing like visiting like mm-hmm. uh 
family and stuff because his daughter, you know, getting ready to run track and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could. Well, I, he, I don't see him as a coach, but I can see yeah. him with that but that charisma uh, and that mouth. That, that type of celebrity, Shannon mm-hmm. Sharp got this. You know, what I mean, I don't know if he would coach, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Like, there's there's players and there's people out there who have that in that same mode as Dion, but they just aren't coaching right now. But yeah. I think there's like well, me, I don't let, I don't know. That brings another question to my mind though. Are we looking for an entertainer though? More than we are for uh, no, no, no. You no, get what I'm saying though, because yeah, that 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 charisma and stuff. Or now, so Ray, at this Lewis, point, Ray Lewis been coaching. Ray Lewis been coaching high school though, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he been coaching. It's, it, he he the closest thing to Dion in my opinion because of that. Because mm-hmm. he actually has been coaching. He is, you know what I mean. So I, that's why I say Ray Lewis. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. But I'm I'm just saying because we're thinking about when the attention that people are getting for because. Tennessee State. Let's look at them right now. Eddie George won the Heisman. Eddie George played in a Super Bowl. He didn't win. He played in the Super Bowl. He played many years at at a high level um, mm-hmm. in the NFL, but he doesn't get the same. Att- I mean, granted, he, I, I, he, about of it, as, he about as exciting as dry paint, bro. Like so again. Yeah, we, I mean, that's, that's, but, looking- but but it, but it's not it's not necessarily as the entertainer. You have to sell your program. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and even even like even if you look at that's true. I forgot about Ed Reed. That's another name that was mentioned. But um, even at even at like the Power Fives, like there's certain things that you have to do to sell your program. And it, when if you are a Power Five, you have the resources to get ESPN to come do a story. You know what I mean and stuff like that. Dion just picks up a phone call and says. Hey, dude from New York NFL Network, come do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. because he has those connections. Right Eddie, right. Eddie don't have those connections. So he can't necessarily, and it's not about being an entertainer or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It's just about getting your program in the forefront to where people can know about and follow your program and yeah. stuff like that. So that's part of it is not necessarily being an entertainer, but, but being a, a marketer, you know what I'm saying, for your program. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just, I, I, hey, I had to play a little devil's advocate too. Yeah, so. I feel, I feel, I feel. Right. But I think I don't think that's what, what the they need to follow that mode again because Dion did the marketing for you. Yeah, you true. got you got the people who with the eyes on your program now. Follow Dion up with a quality football coach. I'm, I mean, like Brian Flores. So I'm not, I'm not finna say they're gonna get him, but you know what I mean. Somebody who's Brian a pro- Flores is a night if he, if he went yeah. to the yeah yeah. But you know yeah. what I'm saying, like yeah. But if, I you, if you got a type of person who you know is a proven coach and who's a, mm-hmm. and it's not about the selling the program, it's just about you know taking what Dion the foundation Dion built and making it better, improving on it and carrying it on. At this point, you you just need somebody to do that. You don't need somebody who can I want to see. Program. I want to see if some of those, uh, if the NFL holds up to some of those commitments they made uh, that Dion asked them to. Uh, yeah. For HBCUs, yeah. I want to see if they hold up to but that. That's 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 not just him, you know, yeah. but that was Sha- Shaq Harris and Doug, yeah. Doug Williams too. So I feel like they're in good hands in some of that because while Dion was the more vocal guy, the people behind yeah. the scenes, they still work. Oh, and, so. and granted, and granted, there's always somebody behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, even and and I, oh, I want to get historical. Everybody talk about the march on Washington and Martin Luther King, but nobody talks about Bayer Rustin, who actually uh, set it yeah, up. That's true. Y'all look that up, Chuck. I know you know, you know <laughs> everything. Uh, shout out to uh, Down South Football Podcast. He said talking about Chad Ocho Singer. Say mm-hmm. he loves fam you. 
Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, but let's get back to, I guess, some of these awards. The SWAC handed out or, or sent out a press release announcing some of the award winners of the year. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year. No surprise here. Shador Sanders. Um, actually, Jackson State kind of ran away with most of these uh, awards. You got uh, surprised. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, Shador Sanders was the offensive player of the year. Aubrey Miller was the defensive player of the year. Uh, well all, yeah, Alcorn State's uh, uh, Jarvion Howard was named the newcomer of the year. Jackson State deserved. Jackson State's uh, Kevin Coleman Jr. was selected as the freshman of the year. Um, and Coach Deion Sanders was se- selected as the Coach of the Year uh, in the second consecutive season. Um, this is actually only the second time that somebody has won back-to-back uh, Eddie Robson, uh, Coach Eddie Robson Award. Uh, the other was a uh, uh, Chuck Bowl. I think that's what they. I think that's what Zach said. Um, Zach, shout out to Zach from uh, Blue Bloods. Blue, yeah. uh, uh, he 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 asked this question and uh, was talking about it. And so uh, I don't think I clipped that part when uh, he was Dion talked about how it was an honor. I don't think he realized that uh, he you know that that was like he was only the second person to, to win that. So, uh, but yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, well deserved. Uh, speaking of in the MEAC, uh, North Carolina Central's coach Trey Oliver uh, was selected as the MEAC coach of the year. Um, and as we know, North Carolina Central is now just awaiting the winner of the SWAC championship uh, to see who they'll face in the uh, celebration bowl. Oh, that's yeah. who they're waiting on? Yeah, they're waiting on them because uh, you know they don't know who it is and, and yeah. nobody knows. But they got flyers out. Um, <laughs> uh, Morgan State's uh, running back Alfonso Graham accepts a uh, HBCU Legacy Bowl invitation. That's dope. And but you know, you know, Monday is the um, is the day. Yeah, Monday, Monday is the day. Officially opens the uh, transfer portal. Uh, but several, several, several players have already announced. Uh, we've mentioned some uh, over the uh, course of the season who have uh, stepped into the portal. Uh, but UAPB deba- uh, defensive back Nathan Seward, uh, 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 Seward. I'm gonna say C. I think it's Seward. I, I'm not I, sure. I, I would say Seward. But Seward. Yeah. Either way, Seward. Seward. Apologize um, for getting your name wrong. Though. Yeah. He. Uh, he entered. Uh, or or made notice uh, his intention to enter the portal. Kayvon uh, uh, Britton, who won the or the hero of the uh, Turkey Day Classic, mm-hmm. also entered his name in. Uh, Morehouse quarterback uh, Derek Derek West. Uh, he entered his name to the portal. Um, I'm thinking that is. Um, most likely because Howard, I mean, not Howard Morehouse also fired their coach or, or parted ways with their coach. So, yeah. there you go. Uh, uh, Alcorn State's uh, defensive back, Malcolm McGee, and them defensive back, Dennis Fisher, Benedict quarterback, uh, CJ Hales, Gramlin State offensive lineman, Romello Watson, uh, Allen University running back, Bo Harrington, Alabama State quarterback, Miles Crawley. 
uh, who are significant action because of uh, Grambling State State running back C.J. Russell also uh, announced of his intentions. And um, for the Louisiana people, a lot of of talk has been talking about Trey Holler this year for breaking the the rushing record for Louisiana. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that C.J. Russell from Arcadia originally high school is in the top 10 in the state for rushing yards and he's been at Gramlin for the past couple of years so he uh he's put his name in the See, I told you Chuck knew yeah. <laughs> Bayard Rustin yeah and, and that's exactly why Bayard Rustin mm-hmm. was instrumental on the march on Washington Dr. King would uh talk about but uh Rustin was not being talked about as much because of his sexual orientation yep. sexual orientation Rustin and A. Philip Randolph were the men who made it possible for MLK what you didn't know it was Chuck did a a, a report in ninth grade on Barry Rustin, so he had that idea. Yeah, I know, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I and I saw so this next thing I saw this the other day. I don't know exactly wow. how, how true it is, but they said that the MEAC currently had twenty four players entering the portal and seventeen were from Norfolk State. I don't know if this was like wow. a joke or if this was true but that is wow that is crazy so i mean it's it's the new age of college football and that's the thing like everybody we have to remember that they're just because they're into the portal doesn't mean that they're leaving the university that's true. you know what i mean so a lot of some of these players could return but i mean it's a new age of college football the players want to see you know who who's wants them you know where they can go to maybe a bigger part of you know a bigger market i mean it's just like any any other you know industry you know you want to see you want to you 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 put your resume out there to see you know what job offers you get it's no different you know they want to yeah. see they want to see if they can play at the, you know the bigger level the next level speaking of um a lot of names have been mentioned or, or have uh players have come out uh declaring their intentions to into the nfl draft uh grambling's josh reed FAMU, uh, Isaiah Land, Texas Southern's Kevin Harris, uh, Mississippi Valley's Ronnie Thomas, Bethune-Cookman's Kamari Averett, and Tuskegee's Tarian, uh, Tarian Taylor. Um, these are just a few. This isn't everybody. This is just a few of the names uh, that popped up. Uh, but, yeah, this it's that time of, time of year. Uh, yep. <laughs> it's a, somebody – I saw a funny – somebody said this, that uh, – this, that uh, respect my decision type of uh, season. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. is, uh, and I, I mean that's a good point though. The uh, that respect the decision. I mean, we gotta remember these kids doing what they feel like is best for them, and yes. it might and it might not be what you want them to make. You know the decisions you want them to make or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's it it's it's it's, that, it's up to that kid. And that kid's doing that young man is doing what they feel is best for him and his family. So um, try to try to be you know. You know, mindful of that whenever you know you start seeing these announcements and stuff like that. Before it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be. Yeah. In, yeah. It's okay to be upset that your team might be losing a good player, but at the end of the day, remember that that's a young, that's somebody's son, that's a young man who he's trying to do what's best for his career, and he just he might not even leave just because he's entering the portal. So be mindful of that in the way y'all talk to these young men. That's our boy DK. DK said, "What's good, bros? Y'all think Dion really about to dip?" Uh, a wise man once said, "Does a bear poop mm. in the woods?" I'll just say that Dylan right there. Um, yeah, he out like a fat kid in dodgeball. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I think he, I think he up out there, DK. 
think he's up out of there. I hope he's not. I, honestly, I hope he's not. I, I hope I, I'm I, wrong. Yeah, but I, I, I think he's got. And it's not like I say. It's I think he's doing it for his assistants. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, go with, where? Go where? I say USF. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah, if I, had, if I was a Ben man, yeah, South Florida. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, hold on here. Let's see. Um, well, it's, it's, uh, it's the end of football season. Our first, uh, it ain't well, I mean, we got two more games, but well, we already know who's going to win this one this Saturday though. Man. Yeah. I mean, everybody seems to have that in, you know, that is, that's wild dog. That is wild. It is. Wild. So that's it's the disrespect. The disrespect for the other. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, if y'all don't know. There's a lot of flies being made already for the uh, celebration bowl at the party, saying it's the Jackson State um, versus North Carolina, North Central. Carolina Central after party. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't. Know, I feel like that's disrespectful to Southern. So here's I don't a, think it's gonna matter. Here's some uh, very interesting uh, parallel. Um, this was the, this was the first year that. Um, Southern and LSU, um, like bands marched together and played together since 2003. And you know what happened that year? Both teams won. Well, LSU won the national championship, and the uh, and um, Southern won the swag. But you know, saying now you've got Southern playing in the swag championship, LSU playing in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. So both were big underdogs. Yeah. I See, think both, and I think both games are closer than people think. Honestly, I think, yeah, I think, um, I think both teams have a chance. Uh, uh, we, you got to do, we got to do a score prediction for for the sweat championship. Oh man, um, I've so since the Southern Jackson State game, uh, Jackson's you know Southern beat Jackson State thirty five nothing. No, other other way around. I mean, sorry, Jackson State beat Southern 35 nothing. Uh since that game, Jackson State has had several, several, I and I say close, relatively close games. Uh several games where they've uh been, been within uh maybe one or two possessions. Um which is close for them. <laughs> yeah, which is close for them. Um I'm going with uh because this I think this score has happened like two or three times. I think the score is going to be I'm going to say 28-17, Jackson State. Uh, that's kind of where I'm on. Um, I was I was going to say 24-20, somewhere around up in there, 24-17, somewhere around up in there. Um, I think – Oh, appreciate it, DK. Um, he said congrats on the bleed deal. Appreciate it. For those of you who don't know, uh, well, we announced a while ago that we are uh, with uh, Believe Podcast Network. Uh, they actually sent out the the official uh, notification today, as far as like you know, saying social media and everything. Uh, thank you to Believe, you know, for having us. You know, what I'm saying, look forward to to all the work coming up. Uh, Adam, go play in traffic. <laughs> hey, that's a great point. Adam said you're going to meet uh, Miss Lucy at the championship game. No, I don't know. That um, is a great point. Oh, fresh legs have been prevailing in celebration goals, uh, bowls with victories. That is a great. Is if you think about, it, they don't have a championship game. They're not playing this weekend. That's true. 
That's true. But they, they, play, they didn't play last weekend. Mm-mm. So they got two week bye before and while and Jackson Southern, State Jackson State Southern, was off last week. Yeah, but if Southern play. wins, if Southern, I mean, if just if so Southern happened, Southern won. That's they played last week, they played this week, and that, that you know, so that's two weeks of rest that they would have on Southern. If if that's a I didn't think about that, Chuck. That's a mm-hmm. great point. And you know, the only team that uh that that was able to beat him was them G-Men, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's true. Shout out, uh, Coach, shout out Coach Files, man. My boy about to get him a state championship. Uh, Dave Irvin Jr. says, Southern has to is going to have to make it ugly to have a shot. Stop them from burning all, burn off on them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they're going to have to make it ugly. That's I'm one thing that, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, Dion did, uh, Coach Sanders did say he uh said that uh they have to get back to their explosiveness. So. Yeah. And I think if you Southern, you try to make it as ugly as you can. First, force a turnover or two. Get your offense a short field, and you know, try to try to muck it up a little bit to where they can't play that they explosive game, and they they gotta try to grind out a victory version. Yeah. Uh, so next time we meet, we're gonna be talking about uh pre, I guess a, a celebration bowl preview. Uh, and probably be talking about what well, we we'll, we will be talking a lot more basketball. Uh, basketball mm-hmm. season is uh. Underway, yeah, yeah, it's hot and heavy right now. But the question is, next Wednesday, when we talk, will we be talking about Deion Sanders, head coach of Jackson State, or we'll be talking about Deion Sanders, head coach of insert team name here? To be continued, same bad time, same bad channel. Yep. <laughs> yeah, appreciate y'all for coming, man. Hey, thank y'all for coming out, thank y'all for listening, tuning in. Um uh he says uh dk one he says su would be able to uh would have to be able to pass um definitely we, yep like we, we talked about that earlier bro yeah they definitely gonna you ain't gonna better do what you did saturday to beat jack state that's for sure they gonna um i don't know maybe i think you know i think with every color of blue every shade of blue that southern find they find <laughs> they find a new uh offensive scheme too so they find a, they find a new wrinkle to their offense yeah, so they, speaking they, of, brought, they brought out a new shade for the classic. I ain't seen I that. Heard, I, I ain't heard, seen yeah. that before. Hey, speaking of um speaking of wrinkles, uh Coach Dooley, if you watch bring that ascot, bring that ascot so give yourself a chance. I'm telling we need, you. We need that suit you want to the swag media day. Come on the sideline next. Yes, sir. <laughs> He had, ask God, he had to ask God all in too. So yeah, push it right. down to the to the loafers. No socks. <laughs> all right. Hey, appreciate everybody for watching, tuning in. Uh we'll be back next week. Uh we'll be back tomorrow with uh the golden boot. And uh like that. Bye, bye. We out. Hello, everyone. That ain't it. Who is swag? If I ain't swag, who is swag? If I ain't swag, who is swag? If I ain't swag, who is swag, baby? Who is swag? Who is who is swag? Oh, who who who? I wake up motivated. I wake up motivated. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.